0: This episode of Professionally Hit Podcast is brought to you by Dreams to Reality by Rob Walk, available on all digital streaming platforms. Once again, that's Dreams to Reality by Rob Walk, available on all digital streaming platforms. Today, I want to want to talk to you about something that is uh, near and dear to my heart, and actually uh, really aggravating so, the only way that I can actually get into it right now, the way I'm feeling is to borrow from an amazing original Netflix series, Dear White People, and I'm going to start off by saying, Dear White People, it is not your job to be the savior and the protector of a neighborhood if we already have neighborhood watch, security, and cops. 90% 90% of us can take care of ourselves. You should really worry about yourself. Just a message from the people that are annoyed by you and fed up with your crap. Um, this is all stemming from an incident that I had with my neighbor. My neighbor who thought it, took it upon herself to come to me and tell me RHOA has a strong non-solicitation fr- policy. Granted, I've lived here longer than you, I don't know the president of the HOA and don't particularly like them either. that's not the point. The point is, you coming to me knowing nothing just so you can try to accost me. So, in the most professional way possible, I educated this young woman. She was not to the liking of this. So, how did it go? Well, to give you background information, I am a part of a fledgling security company by the name of Priority One Protections. We install cameras, we install security systems. It's an amazing black-owned, veteran-owned company. As I said, I myself was a veteran. The owner of the company is a veteran, and we are trying to do major things in the Florida and Michigan area. To secure your home, secure your property, secure your businesses. Um, check us out on at priorityone.com. dot And you know, if you mention the Professional Hood Podcast or DJ Wood, we'll see what we can do for you in the way of getting some discounts out to you. Either way, um, back to the story. So we're um, putting out flyers. Had you know, young kids putting out flyers and door tags. I made explicitly clear to them, do not ring doorbells, do not knock on doors. I even put out a couple myself. Long story short, a um, lady sees me hang, um, handing out a couple of these. She follows me around the neighborhood in her car and waits, stops, and yells something out the window. That's right. I look at her. Excuse me. The HOA has a strong no solicitation policy. And I said, that's great. Thanks for letting me know. That means you can't do what you're doing. Mm, That's not what that means. Solicitation and what I'm doing are two completely separate things. Did you know that? I know what solicitation means. Clearly you don't. Would you like for us to have the conversation and discover what the solicitation means? I can inform you. How about we go to the dictionary? Now, this is where things got really fun. Because this is where stupidity shined. And this is where I became pretty much a jerk. But hey, whatever. I'm kind of cynical and um, extremely sarcastic, if you haven't noticed. So, we. We went to Google and we went to Merriam-Webster's Dictionary and we looked up what solicitation is. Solicitation is the act of soliciting. Go figure. Now, what that means is enticement or allurement. As far as the law is concerned, the crime of asking another to commit or aid in a crime. Also urging, imputing or petitioning or requesting. Now, if you're not familiar in all those situations, there has to be engagement. That's why when you watch the you know little stupid cop dramas or whatever the case is, in order for the prostitute to get caught in the act of soliciting, there has to be engagement, meaning. You have to engage the conversation, and then the proposition has to be made. In this case, when we're talking about solicitation in the neighborhood setting. That means the door has to be knocked, or the doorbell has to be rang, and then communication has to occur between one party and another. So, prime example of this: any kid that comes knocking at your door and asks to ask for you to their school fundraiser, or whatever the worthy cause is, that's solicitation. It's funny how the word fundraising, how the how solicitation turns into fundraising whenever it's something that people want to um, contribute to, or especially whenever it's something that white people might contribute to. Either way it goes. Whatever. Both of those situations are considered solicitation so what is what was i doing it's called advertising marketing at no point in time did i ever engage anyone even when i saw the woman and i saw her get out of her house and i saw her walk towards me she didn't speak to her she looked at her she says hello i say hello and i kept walking at no point in time did i try to engage her into a sales talk because that's solicitation anyway getting back to the point getting back to why this is relevant in the realm of and why I felt like this was a topic that we needed to express is because I live in a neighborhood where the orchid band terminex any local um lawn care service um real estate agents other security companies period can come and knock on doors, ask you dumb questions, get on your nerves, and accost you with horrible sales tactics where they're not taking no for an answer because they need to get this sale. On the other hand, six foot two oh five black male with natural hair comes. In with full information about a uh, licensed insured uh, security company and you want to question me about this. Now, we could go down a path and make this racially motivated. Don't really care. So I didn't really want to have a conversation with the lady about that. Even though she did emphatically call me a nigger afterwards called me a stupid nigger after I explained to her um, what exactly the difference between soliciting and advertising was. Um, yeah, it's here or there. We're not gonna jump on the racial bandwagon. But what we'll say is that simply because she felt uncomfortable or she's ignorant in the way that she thinks, how did this become a professional topic? Well, because of the fact that I look the way I do and I speak in a certain way, and I'm dressed in basketball shorts and a t-shirt because it is hot as hell in Florida right now. It is now, at the time of me recording this, 12.45 in the afternoon, and it is 89 degrees. Not even sure what the humidity is, not even sure what the heat index is. I know it feels like it's well into the, the mid-90s. So no, I'm not walking around in pleated pants, cargo nothing, I have on basketball shorts, some J's, and a mesh shirt with the company logo clearly displayed. All the companies in. But again because of who's delivering the information that's where the problem lies and this is trying uh, I'm seriously trying to find ways to deter this from being racially motivated or a racial conversation in um, at all period but it seems to keep coming up and the thing about it is um reason why I started off by saying dear white people is because at the very core of it all the faster that we deal with the elephant in the room which is is race in the way that white people will play around or dance around or want to deal with race in, in, in multiple different ways other than honestly and With integrity. They will. Want to play the game of. I'm not racist because. If you have to play the. I'm not racist because. Game. You're racist. If your go to. In a conversation. With somebody. Whenever you're wrong. Is to call them a nigger. Or if it's a woman. To call her. Any one of the. Many. Slurs that. You know people spew at women or even not just in the terms of black people or you know um, to call a Spanish person a Spanish slur, to call white people whatever it is that you feel like calling it that is an indictment on you and your feelings towards not only that person but that but a group of people why do I say that because if it wasn't you wouldn't have that in your arsenal of weapons to deploy in conflict it's just that simple Um, if you don't think that way then you don't know to use those slurs in that way now um, the question is how do you exist in a world where you don't use those things honestly I don't know at this point you know yeah you hear you hear words all the time you hear words that maybe you're not comfortable with you hear words that you don't use you hear all kinds of stuff all day long and that's understandable Um, you're not most of you aren't dumb so you fully understand how to use these words you fully understand the context and how to find the context clues and yada 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 so on and so forth but the question comes how do you avoid using them in, turn, in times of conflict well again that goes back to your programming if you don't really feel that way then these things then those things are not loaded what do I mean if we're talking in terms of a gun the only bullets that your gun will shoot are the ones that you loaded into it. so the only words that you're going to use in a conflict when you feel hurt, bothered or your fight or flight kicks in are the words that you have embedded into your mind to do damage harm or to hurt the feelings of someone else it's just that simple so that goes back to your programming as I said again how do you avoid that you figure out other damn words to use it ain't really that hard concentrate focus and think on other words and I'm not just talking about when you're mad I'm talking about in the other space in your life, which normal people only have a small amount of time that they spend upset or angry about something. So in that time, that's when you should be fixated or thinking on things different. That's when you download information that is separate. How do you learn how to use words and context? By your surroundings, by what you're reading, what you're listening to, and what you're putting in so that goes to the point of if you have racist tendencies you probably have racist friends period point blank freaking period you cannot be a stand alone racist it just doesn't happen that had to be fed to you it had to be given to you. It had to be um it had to be implemented. It had to be um, embedded, it had to be implanted, and then you went ahead and you executed. But you didn't just discover racism on your own and start using Came to a point in your life where racism was exposed to you by someone you respected, loved, whatever, whatever, and then you explored it either with them or with other people, and that's how it came about. But nobody, you know, no child is born a racist, and no child is um, discovered racism on their own. Friends, family, you know, teachers, whomever. Put the seed there. And then the passion of that person is what caused it to grow. Sorry it took this weird twist and turn in the racism. But again, the underlying issue in all of these problems, all the problems that you see th- from Trayvon to Sandra Bland to Eric Garner to the conflicts that you have about natural hair, dreads, and having to come up with legislation to fight it, to Demetria down in Texas that had to deal with issues with hair, and that kind of um, exploded her social media president presence. Excuse me. Um, all those things were rooted in race. All those things were rooted in hatred. And it's amazing that you have people who dance around their hatred, dance around their stupidity, dance around their ignorance, dance around race to the point that it makes sense to other people that they don't make any sense. To me, that's that's the that's the uh, unspoken I'm right there with you that's the unspoken I'm racist too that's the unspoken you know um that's the unspoken vote you know where they say um all of us for say aye all opposed say nay that's the um That's the verbalized I, where you're agreeing with the actions of people. And it's disgusting, especially in in the state of Florida, the things that go on here and the way that you have people who are intertwined um, for years, decades. sometimes not even race your political affiliations are more important than the people that you love and it's really interesting when it's more important than your own um, your own issues your own economic security in yourself that's a loyalty I don't understand That's a loyalty I'm begging for somebody to explain to me. That's a loyalty that I'm really, uh, I'm really, um, really intrigued by. Um, That's why I hate doing this by myself. Uh, Normally I have, uh, normally I got Robbie to bounce this kind of stuff off of or, you know, um, one of Had on the, the podcast, but um, normally it's a um, I don't even know. I mean, well, screw it. We're here. Um, prime example of race and politics and political affiliation. And all these things just kind of being brought together and encapsulated. Um, This moment that was born out of somebody's uh, um, ignorance A and racial bias B, Um, like I said, dealing with my neighbor. Um, Prime example of how all this feeds into every point that I've made thus far, the state of Florida um, governor, the governor's race, and the governor's race, we had two candidates, we had the mayor of Tallahassee, um, the mayor of Tallahassee at the time, excuse me, uh, Mr. Andrew Gillum, and we had, uh, Ronda who was a, I think he was a senator, I'm not sure, I don't remember, I don't think he was a senator, I'm sorry. But he was—he was a political figure. Um, in the Jacksonville area, uh, he's—I believe he was a naval JAG officer, which means he was just a navy lawyer. Um, and by the word of some of my um, navy, navy partners, being a for service myself. Uh, he wasn't a very good lawyer. Um, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I'm sorry. Sorry for that. Basically, the point that I'm making here is um, you had teachers. Now, the Teachers Association um, gave a list to the teachers based on the issues and how they affect their profession of candidates that were um, in favor of the things that would positively affect the profession of teaching, meaning your pay, security, you know, evaluations, things of that nature. Plain as day, on the forum, it says, Andrew Gil. And then it breaks down the multiple reasons why, as far as trying to raise the pay for teachers, which is a huge, huge, huge issue. Um being surrounded by educators from family members on um to the woman that I married, um to friends, just in general. Teachers are teachers are a great commodity in this in this country that are treated horribly literally the people that you entrust your children to for hours upon hours of a day for well uh, about well over half of the year you choose to underpay them mistreat them and basically tell them that you don't value them, period. Yes, we have Teacher Appreciation Week where we give them small gifts that really don't amount to anything because you're still not caring about your, I mean, you, you really don't care about them. Basically like you're, appreciate, you're appreciating the babysitter for, you know, not letting your kid run around the city or jump out the window. like. What are we doing here? Anyway, the person that's setting your child up for the career path that they want in life, the person that can have the greatest effect on how they see the world and how things um, may go for them is the teacher. So help me figure out why we don't value them. Well, kind of figured some of this out too. When you have teachers that were clearly given the information of who they should have voted for based on the issues, based on facts, and then they completely go opposite of that, and months later they're um, complaining and talking about how we're not going to get raises, how now they're funneling money from the public schools into the private schools and so on and so forth and you're trying to pass legislation to allow teachers to carry weapons inside of schools. Um, Yeah, this is your fault. And this is why you're in the situation that you're in. This is is self-hate. This is so many different things that go into this. And it's all because A, you couldn't vote for a black man. B, your party affiliation was way more important to your greater good than you cared about yourself, which boggles my mind because I can swear that a lot of times people are inherently just ridiculously into a fault selfish, so, yeah, I'm, I'm at a loss, anyway, um, I've to talked to your off long enough. Once again I'd um like to thank um, Dreams to Reality for sponsoring this podcast this week. Um don't worry, I won't cast check until tomorrow. Um <laughs> and um priority one protections, um looking for, you know, some kickback for the uh, advertisement earlier. Um, once again this has been Especially this podcast. uh, Leave your comments. Leave your whatever. I just want to hear how you guys feel about this, what you guys think about this, how this makes you feel. Um, Let's talk about an instance where you've had to deal with it and how you dealt with it. Um, There's got to be solutions. There's got to be answers to how to deal with this better. Um, I felt like I dealt with it well enough, but I definitely. I had to go off from so that's kind of why this went the way that it did. Is you know, you know, had some ranting going on. So um, until next time, thank y'all, and I'll be good.